surprise. So, we're talking about Eurovision Song Contest. <laughs> and also, Laura Palmer oh. is dead, a Twin Peaks podcast. Still dead? She's still dead, we but... And yet she lives. And ah, yet yes. she's... Whoa! It's a new Tom, folks. Yes. He's sharp. He's ready to podcast. He's got his quotes. We just rewatched the episode, so... <laughs> Don't sell yourself short. Wow. A lot of emotions. We just watched... So we're talking today about parts one and two of The Return. Um, Tom just played for me the standing ovation at Cannes. Cans or canes? Cans. Cans. Um, of David Lynch after the viewing of these two episodes, and it makes me really happy because apparently he had been booed. For which a fire is walk so with rude. Me. There's yeah. never a reason to boo. Um, really happy that these were well received. Before we dive into like the nitty gritty, let's just go around and like general impressions of parts one and two from everyone. Like your just general take on it. So, I was like, the part with the glass box was, like, a lot of setup to get to the action of it. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, that's sort of what we expect. Yes. Um, I couldn't remember a little... The first scene of that dragged on a little bit for me. I don't know. It's like people... I don't think there'll be background noise. My apartment has very thin doors and... It's warm, so all the windows are open, so it's like people are just like right outside talking. Uh, yeah, I don't even know. no, that's fine. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, the 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 New York scene and like the scenes with the with the glass box in New York were visually very striking and very different in tone from the other scenes. And I actually think those were some of the stronger parts. But like oh, my yes. general first impression, and I had to like sit with it for a few days because I had so many expectations and hopes and like emotions tied into it. If anyone at this table, it was you. Kelly. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted so badly to love it and I think I do. I think what I've come, what I've come to the conclusion is How like... How many times have you watched it now? Oh. Three or four times. Over so. and over and over. Kind of non-stop in our... Right. I'll, like, start watching something else, and then I'll feel like I'm wasting time that I could be, like, taking copious detailed notes about portal and number theory in Twin Peaks. But, so the tone is way different from the TV series. Like, I think we can all agree. It's, it's more akin to Mulholland Drive and... Fire Walk With Me. Um, Fire Walk With Me, Lost Highway, yeah. What's the word I'm looking for? Ominous. It's very ominous. ominous. It is. Because if you listen, watch with the subtitles, it says that mm-hmm. for anything. Ominous. Ominous music. Ominous music. I think <laughs> what I'm starting to see is that, well, A, Lynch... If there was any idea of, like, this could be a show that you could watch if you haven't watched Twin Peaks, like, that is not the no. case. not the yeah. case at all. And I kind of like yeah. that. I kind of like that Lynch is like, no, fuck you. Like, <laughs> watch my show if you're going to watch it. Like, be a part yeah. of it. Like, it's 22 episodes. Do the work. Like, do the work. <laughs> yeah. So you, they go deep into Fire Walk With Me stuff. There's references that had we not been podcasting and like yeah. studying this I wouldn't have gotten I mean they really there's no way you could come in like I'm gonna pick up this lark of a show on Showtime <laughs> and like get it in any way Blue Rose which is that's <laughs> that's kind of a bold choice cause they're saying we're not gonna have a broad audience we have a very specific audience 
And they might alienate Twin Peaks fans by not really being like Twin Peaks. Because right. it's not. Mm. It's different. Yeah. You kind of get that vibe of... Because, again, never saw Twin Peaks before this sweet podcast. And it gets <laughs> a little... And I've tried to watch Mulholland Drive. Yeah. And I could only get so far into it <laughs> when I was just like, nah, I'm yeah. cool. And that's kind of where rewatching it again today because it's been a while helped kind of ease me back into it. But it was still a little, it's a little jumpy the first episode. Where yeah. You're not invested yet into a lot of things. It's a tapestry that he's putting like layer yeah. by layer by layer and the payoffs are going to be yeah. far and you have to wait. Yeah. It's an well one I, no, one noticeable dif- difference is that the red room is used a lot yeah. in the in, intro which is a very interesting yeah. choice. Which is one thing that everyone agreed upon was that great was great in compelling. the original series and the movie was the red room so he's using more of that which and showing the tie yeah. between, so like the opening is still the waterfall, but it's the waterfall fading into the red curtains yeah. of the Black Lodge. Like the chevrons. They're making it very clear mm. that that part of the story is as important as Twin Peaks. And in fact, the amount of time that is spent in Twin Peaks, I would guess, is about Ooh. 25%. Right now, it's very small. Yeah. It's just yeah. the sheriff's department and Jacoby in the woods with shovels. I remember in an interview with Maid Shanamick, her saying when she read the scripts for Twin Peaks and talking to fellow actors, there's just a feeling of like things are slower and they're more deliberate. And I think David Lynch makes great use of time. He can make it feel really frenetic or he can make it feel like it's dragging out very slowly. And he is taking his time here. He is not, you know, he's not wanting you to watch an episode and get hooked He's like, we're building something. We're laying the foundation. The things that he devotes time to, at there were scenes where I was like, I question how much time you devoted to that. Right. But there's just a I trust. Yeah, I trust that there's yeah. that there's a That's plan. on purpose, though. Yeah. Right. Without you feel a doubt, odd. He wants you to feel like it's a beat too long. Oh yeah. He it's wants that. Interesting, especially now when you have our binge culture of you need to be hooked right away because otherwise you're not going to sit and watch everything. So it's a little getting used to almost to get into that mindset. He's saying, hey, audience, put down your phone. You're not going to be able to (laughs) scroll and play Sudoku while watching this. Like... (laughs) You will not listen. know what's happening. <laughs> yeah. No idea. Nope. You will listen to this and you will pay attention. Um, so, yeah. So rewatching, I, I, I'm pleased with it. I'm pleased at like, I feel like I've been taking a course in Twin Peaks <laughs> and like it's coming. You feel like you've been our teacher. <laughs> I'm like, it's, I'm like, oh my god, these things are Professor not. Dowd. <laughs> oh, that sounds so good. It's not random chaos. They have meaning. Like the, there's little things that he throws in that have it's meaning. Very true. And I was even saying yeah. to Pat on the way here, like, you know, we could do a podcast that was twice as long as an episode, dissecting that episode because there's just so much stuff. Yeah. to dissect yeah. everything is so ripe with meaning and yeah I'm interested to get in there it doesn't feel comfy cozy you're not cherry pie and damn fine coffee I just wanted a little bit of that. I, I guess you get a little bit with Andy and Lucy like that's oh, probably the why they have so much yeah. 
Every screen time. time. Yeah. Too because it's like don't forget about us. We're cute and fun. <laughs> well, and Lucy is literally like trapped in box. amber. She yeah. like is in the time period of Twin Peaks and like she can't get out of like she's yeah. not adjusting to yeah. technology. So she's like our person that's in that. Right. Right. So the first, so I do have, like, before we get into plot stuff, like, David Lynch made an extremely interesting choice. Oh, first I need to gloat. I was right. Um, Because Coop, good Coop, was, in fact, in the Black Lodge for 25 years. That's right, yeah. Killing doubt, got it. Not only was good Coop in there, yeah, and then the doppelganger Doppelganger came out, which I said... Was going to be the thing. The new villain but was going to be the doppelganger. I guess Bob is in doppelganger coop. We have no we don't reference know, to Bob at all yet. But I mean, we don't know who is more in control. If it's the doppelganger yeah. or if it's Bob or if Bob left maybe. I don't or know. Or if Bob is like everyone's doppelganger. Yeah. Because yeah. I mean like the last scene. Or is Bob this, everyone's doppelganger. Yeah. Like yeah. the last scene of the series yeah. clearly shows you like Bob inside coop and like that's evil coop. Right. Exactly. And he's growing his hair. I think the fact that his hair is like now Bob's length. Yep. I think yeah. that's like a uh, signal. He's becoming more. So the choice yeah. they made with the doppelganger coop though. <laughs> there, there are two ways they could have done it. And so they could have done it where Doppelganger decided to keep playing the part of Special Agent Dale Cooper and use that knowledge to yeah. manipulate the people around him and be in the FBI. Doppelganger Coop didn't do that because we learn from Andy and Lucy and the various people in the Sheriff's Department that very shortly after recovering from his Black Lodge stint, yeah. a he year, disappears. I think they said a year after that. Left. Because yeah. he missed Wally yeah. Brennan's birthday and he didn't even send a Christmas card. <laughs> <laughs> well, I also think it's because with Leland, Bob was like infiltrating him slowly and like at times. Yeah. Well, this is just full on immersion. Like, this is uh, just. But I wonder so why. Part, part of the reason uh, that Bob. So you have to invite Bob in. Right. And Leland was a little boy, so he invited Bob in to his. But I guess I wonder why uh, Doppelganger yeah, Cooper didn't think it'd be better for creating havoc to use the resources of the FBI and like continue to play the role of like because he evil. didn't want well, to. That's yeah. why his goal I don't think is just to like be pure evil and just anything yeah. bad is good for him. Like he has this goal. He's searching for the symbol on the card, which may be like the owl symbol. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. Like he shows that to. Daria before he kills her. Yeah, yes, right. And what this is. Yeah. There's that scene where, before that uh, scene, where like, like he's in the, the diner with like Daria and uh, the two Ray guys. Ray and Jack. Yeah, Ray and Jack. Where he says, I don't need anything. Yeah, I like, want I things. Want the whatever. secretary, he wants information. Yeah. yeah. Which I think you could argue that Doppelganger Cooper what he really wants is to not have to return to the Black Lodge. So they set up for us with mm-hmm. these scenes kind of cutting between Doppelganger Coop and Good Coop that, like, they can't both be at, out in the world. Like, one of them has to be in the Black Lodge. And so I think most of what Doppelganger Coop does is driven by, like, the pleasures and murder and chaos and like how he plays with Phyllis, which is a great character that I want to talk about. Um, but I think his big goal is to stay out of the Black Lodge. Like, it's like, you know, 
Prometheus or um, not Prometheus, Persephone and the like the devil wants to just get out of hell so that they can like reign and he's finally like escaped from purgatory. Right, right. Can I also just comment <laughs> about how when you make someone bad they need to have longer hair. Mm-hmm. They need to be tan. They don't care about skin cancer. And that they need yeah. to wear only animal skins. You have to know they're evil. <laughs> yeah. Or, or jean hair. jackets. Or jean jackets. Yeah. Sure. He could be. I mean, in the 90s, it was yeah. all about the jeans. Yeah. yeah. Because they Canadian, Canadian tuxedos, they call them. But now it. it's like, I'm just going to drip right. head to toe in leather. It's weird. Yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah. Like, he was. <laughs> I don't love the costume choices they made for Doppelganger Coop, but I think he's doing a good job of, like, yeah. having that evil. I've noticed, too, that he has this thing where he moves, like, he doesn't move any more than he has to like every movement is very deliberate even like moving his head he doesn't do he's so like emotionless in the way that he kills you know when we see him kill Daria and Phyllis like I think he's doing a great job I don't think the costume's helping him I think it's hurting him it's making him look a little silly I don't love it (laughs) yeah he should be in Canadian tuxedo but maybe (laughs) maybe Lynch just thought that was too like yeah I think he was trying to make us think of Bob and like be like oh he's turning more into Bob yeah and the Canadian tuxedo would have done that Mm -hmm. the long hair though and the tan I don't know (laughs) it just doesn't yeah it's not a great wig it's not a great long hair wig for a coupe. He's still, I mean... <laughs> it's a little... It would make more sense if he was on a motorcycle, so it had that more dirty feel, because then he was, like, riding in the wind. He yeah. does look like a biker. But I can yeah. imagine yeah. Kyle McLaughlin being like, fuck that, no. No. Give me this, yeah. Give me this. Interestingly... <laughs> we have a budget. <laughs> he gets a great entrance, of course, because he deserves a great entrance, where he's going down a dark road, and the music is... A distorted version of American Woman. I had to no look that way. up. Yeah, it's where you hear American like American Woman. Yeah, like, huh. but like it's this distorted like. Yeah, it's like slowed down. The soundtrack yeah. is fantastic. With the big it, drum beats. The chromatics, mm-hmm. great, great. I mean, really good. So I think I read in some reviews too. People are not loving the look of Doppelganger Cooper, but I still think his acting is gonna. Save the day. Are they calling him Doppelganger? Doppelganger or Evil Cooper? I call him Evil Cooper, EC. I call him TC, Tan Cooper. What I've started doing is I just write Coop, but I put two little horns on top of the C to like keep differentiated. Um, So let's unpack just the very beginning of part one. Um, they use all old footage, but they use all the old footage in a new, slowed down, grittier way. Literally, the first thing you see is Laura, young Laura, saying, Hello, Agent Cooper. I'll see you again in 25 years. Meanwhile, and then you see the sawmill, the high school. You see, which I love that shot, oh, the girl yeah. running through the quad. Yeah, oh, yeah. She saw in the pilot. Like, yeah. Great shot. Yeah. I think everyone can agree the pilot was pretty much perfection. Um, yeah. Like, it was a great pilot. Um, and then it goes into the theme music and the very powerful choice of including the Red Room or Black Lodge in yeah. the theme music. But it also makes you anticipate what you have coming. Right. It's not going to be Twin Peaks in this sweet town. It's going to be a lot of this red room. 
Right. It's not going to be cherry pie and coffee. I know. I wish there was a little more cherry pie and coffee. Which I think we'll get there. I, there's there's yeah, I sprinkling some in there, but in reality, you know, the story has taken a wider scope. It's taken like an operatic scope where I'm really seeing, I have these this the portal theory that we've started to talk about, that there are portals to the Black Lodge that come from different areas and they're channeled by fear and love and the gift and the damned. And I think we're seeing that this whole Black Lodge thing is much, much bigger than just Twin Peaks. Right. And like yeah. Twin Peaks is just a portal in and, that land. And yeah. like yes, yeah, so like the glass cube is obviously a portal, but it's yeah, you wonder like it looks like it's like somebody figured out how to artificially manufacture a portal. A portal, yes. So the Black yes, Lodge, yes. you know, it's very technological. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Somebody's some... been researching, yeah, yeah. Or, science or whatever behind the. Yeah. Dimensions. Or do they find like on this one floor of this one building in New York there was naturally a portal and yeah. they encla- yes. encased it in glass, right? You know, like right. in it's Ghostbusters. It's like pockets yes. like <laughs> of energy that yeah. you can tap into the same way that Glastonbury Grove is like a pocket of energy that you can tap. Yeah. into. I have a theory. So there are several mystery billion like mystery forces. Right. Of course, I cheated on Melissa and Tom and immediately watched episodes (laughs) three and four like the next morning. So fast. Let me just give the we had a party for the I I tried the premiere, so we were all at a together. party all together. <laughs> Me and Kelly had lunch at 1.30 p.m. the next day. The next like, day, I've already watched them. Where <laughs> I asked him, I was like, because I didn't know that this happened. Where like, because it's Memorial Day weekend, so they didn't release new episodes yeah, for this yeah, weekend. Yeah. But what they did was they had four, and so everyone <laughs> left the party, and everyone had watched parts one and two. And then in the morning, I go and I'm like, what? There's three and four, and I'm like. <laughs> I could stop or I could keep going. I can't and literally stop. on the TV it was like three different times it was like, Are you sure? Yes. 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 It was well, like how Melissa think. <laughs> like it's like a little picture of Melissa being like, Don't do this without me. Well, you a side eye. And then just earlier today, Melissa's oh, yeah. like, Kelly cheated tell. on us and watched the three or four. And then I found out like 30 I minutes did. ago. Yeah. <laughs> Melissa did too. Melissa, everyone's watched three and four now except for me. Fact, after I had lunch with Kelly, we came back here and, and watched had, it. It was like <laughs> so fast. I was like, because what do you want to do, Melissa? Do you want to Kelly watch Kelly basically just held my hand and dragged me back to her apartment. It was like... Do you want some cherry pie? Do you want to watch episodes three and four Twin Peaks without Tom? Okay. Do you want so, a massage? Yeah. So some of my theories I won't get into because they build into the other two episodes. But the bill, there's Everybody. a the New York stuff is really interesting. I love the first shot because I think you you feel like you are Sam, like you're being a, he's the guy the, the hot guy who's observing the box. Oh, yeah. Did we even learn his name in the first two episodes? Well, now that we have the fire stick, we get all the characters' names when you pause. Uh-huh, it's yeah. so cool. It's you pause it, it says... So it is Sam. Yeah, uh-huh. his name is Sam. Um, and Trace, Sam and Tracy. Sam and Tracy. Like, watching yeah. this glass box, and then it switches to him watching it, and you feel yeah. like you're kind of, like, watching each other through, like, these portals. Interesting too. Yeah, Tracy's you know there with the coffee as a yeah. little like foot in the door, like hey. Of course, it's they're off putting and like they're a little bit off. And they're doing the David you Lynch. Know, they're slow doing the David, talk yeah. where it's like 
Now I'm so curious. It's driving me crazy. <laughs> but like she almost, I feel like David Lynch will give directions like be a bad actor here. Yeah. And like yeah. they'll, you know, like it's yeah. that like. I don't know. Bad the she girl. was on the nanny. So that's so she's good. And Californication. Oh yeah. She had a long run. Also, there. she brings coffees that have a Z and a period on them. Yeah. And yeah. I have to double check this, but I'm pretty sure in Mulholland Drive. The dwarf, who's the same dwarf as Man from Another Place, who is this like creepy casting director, still arm, yeah. um, is <laughs> in this like room, and he's called his character is called Z, hmm. and like they talk, I'm like, mm-hmm. this is all. I swear That's they're all tied together. Something. Yeah, um, could be. But she does not like. She's very obvious about like even in front of the guard. She's like, so can I come in there? Yeah, can I come like, in? And did you notice the know, guard Tracy. had one kind of cataract <laughs> eye, or did I make that up? The guard? The guard had, like, a semi-cataract uh, eye. He also had cauliflower ears, I noticed huh. that. I didn't notice but that. But I, I think maybe... He was also a wrestler. Okay. Uh, I think he life. had some weird eye thing going on. Right. Yeah, I think so, you're right, Because yeah. I think that Sam and Tracy are part of the experiment, whatever the experiment is. Very is like if these yeah. If the box is to... to my theory is this. So the box is there to try and channel the power of the Black Lodge because whoever has set up this thing, which, like, if he weren't exploded, could be, like, a Wyndham Earl type character because they just talk about this billionaire, mm-hmm. like, is set up to, like, see what's going on in these parallel dimensions and what draws the Black Lodge is, like, fear and lust and the pleasures. And so, like, they, like like set it up so that Sam and Tracy can have this like experience by having the guard be gone. And I think they're like the experiment. I think they're, they're supposed to draw this creature out. That would make a lot of sense. Like whoever set this up knows about what turned the keys to the lodge. Right. Fear and love. And uh, so they probably, yeah, you're probably right. I also think there's a slim chance and it's probably not true, but that the billionaire who set this all up is Audrey. And I feel like it's going to be a new character. Maybe, yeah. That's probably that's me. Cause we we've got a couple Kelly characters that really Audrey could be. Audrey to be like, yeah, big. Audrey hasn't been there yet. Mr. Big. I think I, I'm leaning towards that too. I think it probably is Audrey. The worst point. case scenario for Audrey is that she'll be in like the Black Lodge. I know. Or yeah. Well, because we know but, that Cooper's missing, and you could see Audrey. While all these other rubes are just like, well, Cooper's missing. That's weird. <laughs> Audrey's like, I'm gonna. Fucking yeah. get find my him. shit together and find him and do I whatever takes. I said I was takes. gonna be with him in twenty five years. <laughs> yeah, she so probably. I'm make this happen. Yeah, she must have noticed there was something off about him too during that period where but he was pretending don't... to be regular Coop. And Which then we don't know if she interacted with him. We don't know. We don't know. She could be dead. Oh, the she could be dead. We know that yeah, she's alive true. is because of all the promos. So she could just be she in the Black Lodge. Yeah, she could just be half dead in the Black Lodge, purgatory world, whatever. I feel like she wouldn't true. be necessarily... I don't know. I just don't get the... Because of just how season two played out, Yeah, she wasn't as invested in Cooper at the end of it. Which is depressing, but it also was like, did she know about the Black Lodge? I mean, Annie well, did, right. but not, but not well, really. Well, and I think they were setting up that Audrey had a natural prowess for the FBI. Right. So when, so we do find out she's not 
heir apparent to the Horn Fortune because yeah, we see we ben. see Ben and Jerry are literally exactly where they were before. Like what a great scene! Oh, that I love that. So Jerry found so his fantastic. calling. That was yeah, he's a they legalized farm. medical marijuana. They legalized weed, <laughs> and he's wearing their mom's hat. <laughs> yes, that scene is so great. Although Ben yes. does seem a little sadder. You know, he doesn't seem quite as jovial, Ben. Yes, Could true. just be age on the yeah. actor, it's yeah. hard to say. Ashley yeah. Judd plays Beverly, their assistant. It's a great scene. <laughs> um, ben still has his little Ben carving that I think Audrey did in the kindergarten. <laughs> that's right, that's yeah. like a little wooden thing. Oh, yeah. But he doesn't have like headshot of Laura or pictures of Audrey. It's a very sparse room. It's just like a little desk and nothing else. Probably after 25 years, you get rid of the dead girl. Yeah. yeah. picture yeah. on but, your desk. You know, no yeah. reference to Audrey. So you could almost yeah. make a case that maybe Audrey is dead because she Ben be. does seem, you know, he doesn't have any joy. He's being good, yeah. you know, but he's cynical because right. Jerry makes this reference to like Beverly, Ashley Judd. <laughs> I love the name Beverly. Have you slept with her yet, Brother Ben? Or he's like, Jerry, she's a beautiful soul, and she's married, R-E-S-P-E-C-T. And then Jerry, without missing a beat's like, that never used to bother you before. Suck it to me, suck it to me, suck it to me. It's like just like such a cute, perfect horn brother exchange. That was cute. Yeah, that was a really cute scene. It made me really happy. And we needed it because up until that point, had we gotten any... Jerry basically turned into... We got Jacoby briefly. Jacoby getting delivery of a bunch of shovels. Yeah, Jacoby lives in the woods now. He's painting shovels gold. That's about it. That's it. That's all we know. (laughs) And then we've had a lot of, like, Black Lodge stuff. But the first kind of, like, Twin Peaks moment is Ben and Jerry in the Great Northern, which is really nice. I just Um, looked up. Ben and Jerry's ice cream was founded in 1978. So, I don't think it was really popular before the Twin Peaks area, though. I don't know if we ever saw it in the 80s in Illinois. So, it could have been a coincidence. Maybe a little reference. Or yeah. A, yeah. yeah. I feel like there's a lot of Ben and Jerry's, though. I don't know why that. Maybe mm. it's just because of the ice cream. Could and be. there's the cat and mouse. That's Tom and Jerry. Tom and Jerry. <laughs> 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 Close. Also, ben, we do get a little clue in that scene. Ben says... Thank goodness you left the hotel business, to which Jerry says, you know, now my legal marijuana business is doing better. But it's your revenue. It's tripled your was revenue. Jerry yeah. kicked out of the hotel business because Audrey kind of took over as the mm. next in command. So I do kind of want to know what's until, going on with her. Until Audrey put, comes onto the screen, we're going to have a lot of the Audrey theory. Audrey theory. <laughs> Kelly Dow. She's got to be involved with the she, FBI or she, something. I mean, She didn't kick Jerry out. He was just yeah. partying too much. No, I mean, like, yeah, he just... And he saw an opportunity with the yeah. medical marijuana and he was into like, full-blown marijuana. She had already beat him, beaten him down in right. that one scene where he she was like... He doesn't seem like someone who's like... You're not getting this fight. trust. Like, he's like... All right, yeah. fair enough. Good job. You take it. So, yeah, if, if this is like a realistic medical marijuana business, I read these articles about how they can't, like, banks won't take their money, so they just have all these big piles of cash lying yep. around. Mm-hmm. So that's that's your Grand Theft Auto game. <laughs> yeah, like my office in Grand Theft Auto. They have to pay uh, security professionals to protect their yeah. transfers mm-hmm. of money. Yeah, yep. so maybe that could be a plot point later on. Oh, yeah. 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 I do think it's a perfect job for Jerry. It's nice to see someone land in exactly what they're meant to do. It's true. You know, it's like very nice. 
Um, so we get a lot of number stuff, which I never thought I'd be a number person, but there's so much, it's like undeniable. Well, because at the first real scene, the giant is there. It says, remember 430. Remember 430. Yeah. And oh. Richard and Linda, two birds with one stone. Listen to the sound. Yeah, then we... he plays this sound that's like repeating, but it's not exactly the same. Yeah. It kind of sounds like, to me it sounds like one of those like percussion instruments where you scrape a stick along a ridgy gourd looking thing, you know what I'm talking about? Now, could it have yeah. just been yeah. a um, recorder with the needle of a recorder, but backwards? Could yeah. have been. Like, could have been. Because they did the back, it seemed like, like they committed more player? to the back. Yeah, like a record player, but like... But there was more of a scrapey yeah, you're right. noise than that. I think. And then Coop, after the giant says that, Coop says, I understand. Yeah. So Coop gets what that means. Hmm. Or but, but maybe he just knows, he's like, he just gets like, I need to remember that sound. Well, It'll be important later. Mm-hmm. And That's he kind says, of it's in our house now. So right. that was another thing. So right. what's in their house? I mean, so it's interesting that sound. by far the most scenes are Black Lodge. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like there's... Black Lodge, versions of the Black Lodge. Where the chevrons are noticeably thicker this time. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sure of it. There's Yeah, there's a change in the width of them. Yeah. yeah like, and then when certain angles make them look weird. Because at one scene I even pointed to Tom today, I was like, look how that looks on that side of Coops and how this right. looks over here. But no, I think it was just the camera angle. Yeah. And they do Which stick with say? Cooper being able to speak forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he's not speaking, speaking backwards. Back. Yeah, he he never does. Yeah. yeah, yeah, which is which is interesting. Yeah. Um, so we get into we talked about. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Do we want? Oh, to, yeah, I talked about. How about, about the log lady? Yep, we're just about perfect. To, uh, the log Hawk. lady, which God. She calls Hawk and tells Hawk. him you're missing something. So these scenes with the log lady yeah. are really tough. I just want to jump in. Hawk is deputy chief now, so deputy some, chief. Yeah, his, his skills have been. Acknowledged a little bit. They've been acknowledged, yeah. but he really should be a sheriff. Yeah. yeah. Uh, w sheriff, I think. Uh, anyway. Uh, the, we find out from yeah. Lucy that one of the, um, one Sheriff Truman is fishing and the other one is sick. sick. Harry, Harry S- is sick. Harry S. Truman is sick. Do we think that Harry's sick in hopes that at this point in the series, David Lynch was kind of hoping he would come back for like maybe something like that? I know. Well, I'm still holding out hope, but I don't think so. I was reading some articles about the actor lives in Hawaii. He stopped acting shortly after Twin Peaks. He's the perfect. He was in the um, the depart the departed Descendants Descendants. with George Clooney. He just doesn't want to be an actor. Like (laughs) that's like kind of like his deal. It's not like he's like not like anti Twin Peaks. He's just like I'm not really doing that right now. He's retired. He's like if you come come in Hawaii, I'll show up on set. That's that's exactly it. Like if it's not Hawaii, he doesn't want to do it. Yeah. 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 So who was he in that? Uh, He was one one of the cousins. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, So I I'm okay, and I do like the new sheriff. Although you know the sheriff's department has changed. That's another thing that we see is like they've got more staff. They've got a uh, crime oh, wait, scene department. Three and four. Okay, we haven't seen that oh, yet. Okay. Yeah, I was going to say, huh? <laughs> okay, so we won't get into that. Yeah. Well, um, let's talk, we should talk about um, the new, some of the new characters. Um, who's the guy? Oh, well, we got to talk about the murder scene. 
in right. Log Wait, but lady. first we, we talked. We started with Log Lady. Oh, okay. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. yeah, So sh- the Log the Lady called she- Hawk and yeah. said you're missing something involving Agent Cooper, and it has something to do with your hair. Yeah. She says something is and only missing. You can figure it out, and, and you have to find it. It has to do with Special it. Agent Dale Cooper. The way you will find it, it has something to do with your heritage. And what's really sad here is that the actress playing the log lady is dead now and was dying during the shooting of this and, like, seems like she's dying. But she did it. Yeah. But she did it. And And it's really sad to see, too, because in some scenes with Sheena Hawk where, you know, she's like... I can't go with you, but I'll come by and there's coffee and pie. Yeah. I'm like, oh. He says, good, he says like, good night. He says good night. Yeah, you're just like, you, you feel good night, like, Margaret. Oh, the last time he's going to yeah, talk to her. Yeah, like Lynch was sort of saying, like, we're saying goodbye to her. Yeah, yeah I get yeah. really sad with the log lady scenes. Like, she's, oh, here's the cry. I was saying <laughs> I hadn't cried yet. But you I'm got emotional. Really yeah, yeah. You get a emotional. Still, twenty five years later, and Hawk's the only one that's doing police work, and hey. the only yeah. one that can find shit. Which, yeah. by the way, <laughs> Hawk, Hawk does come across the entrance to the Black Lodge mm-hmm. in part two, I believe. Right. But he doesn't. But we he don't know go what in or he doesn't seem to know. go in. But that's when he was. That was the second phone call to the log lady. Yeah. When he mm-hmm. says goodbye. To well, her. she calls him and she calls says, him, "Where yeah. are you going today?" Yeah. And, and do we know if Hawk like, sees yeah, the curtains or just them. like feels the curtains? We don't know. We don't know. We don't. I think know. he sees them, but I think for Hawk. There's no... He's not going to go in there. Right. Like, he just doesn't have that he impulse. Knows. Yeah. He has he knows respect that. for the supernatural. Yeah. The stars yeah. turn and the time presents itself. Which is funny, because we don't too. know a lot of... Oh, yeah. Oh, she, yeah. Because... So they had... They which had was that. another where it's like, wow. Everyone who said David Lynch doesn't, like, pay off, he yeah. at least tried to backwards pay off, because <laughs> he, you know, mentions, like, the stars turn and the time presents itself. Which means it's the right time to enter the Black Lodge. To enter the Black Lodge, which was a thing in the old series, which was like, oh my God, now they're doing like astrology. They're doing so many (laughs) different things. Like it's so much stuff to even keep track of. Astrophysics, you might say. But it is funny (laughs) to think they don't detail a lot about what the search for Coop was when he kind of disappeared. But... One would think the first thing you do is like go to Glastonbury Grove and like try and search through the woods for Coop. But well, he's like a grown man, not like some. That's kid, true. So. Yeah. yeah, because his doppelganger fooled him for about a year, and the well, case was over. So yeah, I guess so. he's like, yeah. Harry waited for him. He came out. Came out. Maybe he probably just left. Yeah, he should right. have I'm off to work for the FBI somewhere else. And bye bye. Exactly, exactly. And yeah, I think they said he was around a little while after he came out of the Black Lodge, and then, yeah. then he yeah. disappeared. So he did fool him for a little while. He yes. missed Wally's was, birthday. He missed Wally's birthday. <laughs> it is really nice when um, Wally's twenty four now. The first time you see <laughs> Lucy, you see Lucy Brennan on her nameplate, yeah. and it just makes He's me happy. Cute. They're still so cute. He's always calling her Punky. And is, I, I'm guessing Richard Tremaine doesn't come back. Have we seen his actor not name? Yet. No, not yet. No. Um, I, could, I have a feeling no, he won't be back. No Dick Tremaine. <laughs> I, don't I don't think we need him. Andy and Lucy are so enchanting back. together. Yeah. Like, and we can't just bring keep them, them together. Right. That's all, you know. He was sort of comic relief anyway. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> Twin Peaks is the comic relief. 
It's like, true. Twin Peaks is the com like Hawk and Lucy and Andy are the comic relief, mm-hmm. which is really wild. Um, but we should, as Tom mentioned, talk about the other murder yeah. involving the yeah. Buckhorn Sheriff's Department. So yeah, this lady is like talking. I don't know. Someone else give the background because I'm bad at that. She's there's this large lady. Marjorie she, Greer, I think yeah, is her name. With a tiny dog. I feel like that was a visual. Oh, and she's got a Running Far- down the hotel. Yeah. She's got a Fargo accent, too. Yeah. yeah. Because she's Minnesota. in South Dakota. Oh, yeah. And again, it's I like. I don't know. There's... Things are different than how they are in Twin Peaks. Like. There's a smell, and I notice a smell, and, uh, and Marcy notices smell. It's my dog, Marcy. <laughs> she gets really confused. She can't really explain anything. She's mentally not there is what I know. <laughs> we can tell that it's such a small town because when the officers arrive, they say, where's the smoke coming from? Like, they assumed the reason they were called was because there was a fire. Like, mm-hmm. they, the idea mm-hmm. that there could even be a dead body is, like, beyond them. Didn't catch that. So, you know, they, they find... This that, crime yeah. scene. After, like, a little bit of fall drawl, like, where they're, like, <laughs> right. yeah, trying like, to track down someone there's the key, and then she's like, oh, I've got the key, I water her flowers while she's gone, or something. Yeah. She does a good job, that actress. So, I, like I was, I, I said this yeah. during the viewing, and I don't know if anyone heard me or you guys, but, like, yeah, it's a man's body. And, right. And this yes. is confirmed later on. So, yeah. You're right. Yes. And then You're a right. You're right. Yeah. yeah. A woman's head. Yes, because of how they, because, like, I was looking at that to make sure, sh- because they do confirm that later on. Yeah, they but, say, like, we have no John Doe. We basically saying we don't know whose body that is. So they correct, find correct. it with the head of Ruth, the and, librarian. And then the body of a John Doe, but the body is a larger man who's kind of covering his, like, boobs. That's yeah. why it was hard to tell if it was like right. a man or not. Yeah. Because it was like. Yeah, male boobs, maybe? <laughs> yeah, very interesting crime scene. There's a bullet through Ruth's face. Or a hole. Or a hole, yeah. There's a B plot that I think they set up that I hope they let go because I couldn't even keep the thread of it. That there's this guy, Hank, who was there to visit. The brother Harvey. There was some oh, other yeah. like B plot oh, yeah. happening there. And I'm like, please don't make me keep more <laughs> yeah. information in my head. Because like I can't. I tried it down because it was Dave Chip and someone else. Right. And it's Rune from Gilmore Girls. That's the only reason. Like you don't even know every other role that these actors have been. But that's okay. That's the only reason <laughs> I know him. The officer oh. of the Buckhorn, the detective Constance, is played by. A woman who's I like a lot. She's been in a lot of stuff. We've seen her recently Frasier. in Frasier. Yeah, but she's good. Um, <laughs> she's, she's you good. You and Frasier love. Love Frasier. Um, and she's really, like, good at her job getting shit done and being blocked by the government. She finds Bill Hastings. Bill Hastings, uh, the kindergarten teacher, whose prints are all over. prints are all over. Ruth's Your apartment. Ruth's apartment. Mm-hmm. Yes. The murder scene. I so actually think by Matthew Lillard. Matthew Lillard looking a lot older. Um, More distinguished though. As I mean, happens. He's not. Years he's not playing. He's not playing like a doofus. Yeah. Comedy relief jerk ass. But he's you know? really challenging his screen days though. You can tell right. when he has to get angry about stuff. It's very like, oh, I remember this from Scream. Exactly, but that's good <laughs> right. for Lynch. That's good for Lynch because he likes that big. He's like. I thought about Bill Hastings, Matthew Lillard. He's like 
the new Bobby. Like yeah. his, yeah. Yeah, you know, he's that's like true. that. He's yeah, like the good. Bobby. He was in Hackers, too. I'm, now I'm doing it, but... He's perfect. I, like I would like to give my awesome actress who totally gets the tone and is nailing the lynchiness to the woman who plays Phyllis Hastings. She's great. She's great. She She's gets like, it perfectly. But we have dinner guests tonight. But the Morgans are coming the for Morgans dinner. Are she, like, simultaneously nails that being a slightly bad actress... She has a lot of lingering looks that are super subtle of, like, she knows more than is happening, you know. And so much so that I kept looking her up, like, who is this woman? Where did they find her? Now, so when we first were watching at the premiere, IMDb was useless. Now it's very helpful because at least all the episodes that people have been in, it says at least two episodes. They've updated it. You're right. Yeah. Well, they do give the credits at the end of the show. So at least you can see at the end Mm -hmm. of the show who was in it. But, like, I think she does a phenomenal job. Something that just kind of irked me was that Matthew Lillard's 47, and he looks younger than that to Mm -hmm. me. Well, he looks like 47. And she's, like, 57, right? She's 53. Oh, 53. And then the sheriff guy was like, I knew him from high school, but he's 56. So the age is not... Yeah, David Lynch does weird ages with uh, Krista Bell. Like, they talk about her, and they're like, and she's barely 30, and she's 37 in real yeah. life. Like, he they're just like, oh. does weird ages. Well, mm-hmm. So yeah. everyone's a little bit younger. It's all made up. But I really like Phyllis. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> is it in I actually, this part where we... Oh, go ahead. So, like, yeah, later when we find out that she knows about the affair... And but, well, let's get to the fair first. Uh, yeah, okay. So, like, Matthew Lillard's character, Bill Hastings, gets brought in because his prints are all over Ruth's apartment, and then he's like, this really bugged me, and I made Tom stop so I could rant about it. <laughs> um, he gets brought in for questioning because his prints are all over, but he's like, oh, I don't know who Ruth is. Ruth, is that the librarian? First off, if you've ever watched a TV show in the past, I don't know, 15 years, if you're being brought in for questioning, that means whoever they're questioning you about, something either went completely wrong, or they're dead. And somehow you're connected to them, and if they're not telling you right away, well, you're her friend. Why don't you tell me about her? It's but maybe you should not lie. <laughs> I don't or think he's... ask for a lawyer right away. Yes. <laughs> That's well, but Phyllis is sleeping with his lawyer. Dave, who he knows about. George. George. George, George yeah. I don't think... I corrected think, you on a name. <laughs> yes. I don't think Bill is lying. I don't think Bill had an affair with Ruth. But I think he knows who she is. He knows who though, she is right? in the yeah. way that he said. He's like, yeah, the librarian. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, so I, I think he's telling the truth. Okay. He's okay. completely confused about what's yeah. going on. But he says like he had like a dream where he was in her he apartment He had a dream something. that he yeah. was in her apartment. Yeah. And... Now I'm wondering if I went into three and four with like no 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 no, no. they don't do that storyline at all in three and four yeah. so okay so and yeah. two okay mm-hmm. so we know that Phyllis was sleeping with George the lawyer and Evil Coop oh yeah because mm-hmm. then Evil Coop kills her. kills her with George's gun but to make before, it look like before he kills her he, he says, says you did good. You, you yeah. followed human nature. Yeah, you didn't. Right. Well, you, you followed, followed human, human nature, nature perfectly. perfectly. So yes, Coop wanted this poor schmuck, Matthew Lillard, to be framed. Yes. And I think actually Matthew Lillard is 100% innocent, had no idea what was going on. 
but they planted like a dream so that he's like, did I do it? Maybe I did it. But yeah, like, I yeah. don't think he did cheat on her. I think he's 100% innocent. Well, I just wanted to say, like, during that scene, it's, like, it's reminding me of, like, the old, uh, invitation to loveness, like, yes. but she's all like, I know, I've known about this affair forever, or whatever, <laughs> and, like, yeah. that was very, like, over-the-top melodramatic. And she's obviously putting on a show, too, because right. she doesn't care. She doesn't care. Mm. But you know what it, it also made me think a, of? Yeah. It made me think of the scene between Catherine and Ben, where, where Ben's in prison, and Catherine comes yeah. and, like, confronts him, and I'm like... Think about the differences. Like, that scene was so fun and soapy Goofy. and jovial. And, like, <laughs> and now we're in this world that's, like, just shit's real. Like, we're not yeah. doing that anymore. Yeah. And then you know? into the next cell, and it's some decrepit man that disappears. Which, oh, yeah, and his head flies off. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. he kind of looks like the... The bum. Dumpster guy in yeah. Mulholland Drive. Mm-hmm. So, like, it all kind of, like... say the homeless guy that I walked by. There you go. In all real life as well. (laughs) I think Phyllis has been corrupted by Coop. And did I make this up or when she's shot, does she have um, a cataract eye? Yeah. So, like, she's, like, been, like, we know that cataract means that you're, like, doppelganger. And so when Cooper shoots her and she's on her side, you see kind of, like, cataract eye, don't you? I think you see the hole in her eye. I don't remember seeing her other eye. So then it's... Um, the same bullet wound as Ruth. Yeah, it's very yeah. reminiscent of Ruth's injury, but yeah. yeah. So that it could all be tied back to George. Yeah. 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 With George's gun. So. Right, which is yeah. what... And mm-hmm. Phyllis is so cold with George, even when she's, like, leaving the prison. He knows. He knows. Don't, don't follow me, but I'll see you later. Like, she's just so... I think she did an awesome job of being someone who was, like, taken over... Yeah, you did good. You followed human nature perfectly. See, I put her eye has the cataracts when... I know. You said you. Maybe you caught it. Yeah, you caught it. I wasn't looking at dilated pupils at all. But... Ooh, and I love the wolf door knocker on the Hastings household. Like, you know, it's very interesting. They got some good doors. And my, my final thoughts on part one were just the kind of contrast in the different locations that we saw so in part one we see the black lodge we see twin peaks we see buckhorn south dakota and we see new york and yes and like the looks of all those places and the feel of all those places is really drastically different Mm um and the way that they you know the time the the looks of the actors in those scenes. Like the New York, you know, Sam and Tracy are beautiful, perfect looking. Yeah, very modern. Right. Yeah, like yeah. sleek. <laughs> and there's you know. another, I mean, we also see wherever Coop is, bad Coop is. Right. You don't know where that location really is, yeah. but like the trailer mm-hmm. park and all of that, yeah. that's a completely separate Oh yeah, we forgot about well. the trailer park. Oh yeah, just, how about yeah. that trailer With park Pula scene? Oh my God. Ray and Zaria. I wrote, what? yeah, I wrote all those names down. Beulah, Otis, Ray, and Daria. Yeah. And Coop knocks out the guard outside. Yeah, yeah. He's like, Beulah, you gotta get a better man on the door. And yeah. she's like, it's a world of truck drivers. Yeah. Which is just sort of a 
We then, couldn't really figure that one then out. Then who's the dwarf? There's a dwarf in a wheelchair. And a long-haired, skinny guy in overalls. And they did all say goodbye to. And then who's the one Who's the one drinking moonshine? <laughs> I think that's, that's Otis. Otis. Yeah. That's Old Otis. Guy. They yeah. definitely like... I thought that was pickle juice. Uh, oh, but whatever. Because could be. a thing of pickles next to it. Could, yeah, could, and, whatever. <laughs> could and be. like Ray and Daria, too, are both attractive but weird-looking. Like their mm-hmm. faces are weird. It's a whole yeah. weird... One has... Ray's eyes are close together. Daria's are very far apart. Yes. Like an yeah. alien. <laughs> um, okay, so part two. So I another... I took half notes on this. That's so. okay. We'll fill you in. Another... I have no doubts. <laughs> I have no doubts, you, you know what? You have to take even more notes, though, when you're... Wa- you know, this is all new. Um, so, yeah. new location. Well, for us. Vegas. <laughs> Melissa was all new. It was always all new. Always all new. Always <laughs> it was always Melissa. all new. <laughs> um, new location, Vegas, where now we get reference to another ominous presence. There's this scene between Duncan and Roger, are the characters, and it's a great Lynch scene in that they're speaking very slowly, their movements are very minimal, and Roger says, why do you let him make you do these things? Mm-hmm. And then he says, you better hope you never get involved with someone like him. And Duncan, by the way, has been in other Lynch movies. Yes. He was in Mulholland yeah. Drive. Yeah. Uh, so so another, so we've got the billionaire in New York, and then we have another billionaire in Vegas. Or the same, and we don't Could know. The but there's movie? some shady, powerful figures that are controlling and doing a lot of damage. But Evil Coop's got some kind of hold over Duncan. Possibly. I assumed that actually the guy they were talking about was Evil Coop. But we don't know for sure. Oh, yeah. I guess I just sort of assumed that. Yeah. We don't know for sure. I mean, it could be anyone. But then we cut to that great scene that we actually talked about earlier where they're at the, like, diner. It's Cooper, Jack, Daria, and Ray. And Ray says, like, are you worried? And Coop's like, I'm not worried about anything. I don't need anything. I want. And that's something you need to... I want this information. Yeah. Yeah. And And that's... Perfect appetite like, and satisfaction. Perfect. Yeah. I wrote that exact thing. <laughs> and it's all sort of saying like you have no power over me whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Like, right. I don't need anything from you, but I'm yeah. gonna get what I want. Exactly. Else. Which yeah, what he really wants tries to be all smartass about it. It's like mine's not gonna go over well. Yeah. Why Ray or Daria <laughs> would ever think they could like fuck with or take the upper hand against someone like Cooper is like he's so tan <laughs> so tan and he rarely blinks like they're, they're paid a half million dollars to kill him from right. somebody yeah. that comes out yeah. later we don't know right. who we don't know mm-hmm. who yeah so then we know that Bill Hastings secretary has some information that she'll only give to Ray and we don't know what this information is but Cooper really wants it. And it makes me think, too, that that was why Cooper was sleeping with Phyllis or manipulating Phyllis in whatever way to try and get this information. So a lot more mysteries going on. Um, we already talked about the star's turn and it's time for that and sits off. There's some good red room. Yes. It, is it future or is it past? Oh, yeah. yeah. There she comes. Yes. So this is back to we get the first of Laura in the Red Room, um, Black Lodge. So I was wrong, I think, about this being a waiting room because they do refer to it as the Black Lodge several times. Um, so 
I think parts of it could be a waiting room still. I think part of it might be, though, because when she says, when she's like, I'm, he's like, who are you? She's like, Laura Palmer. And he's like, Laura Palmer is dead. Of this podcast. <laughs> we all got so excited. I am dead, yet I am alive. And then face off. And then right. white light. Which it makes me think, like, White Lodge? Like, maybe part of her's here, but, well, or it could be the Black Lodge, where part of her's in the Black Lodge and part of her's in the White Lodge. Well, yeah, we know yeah. that Arm says this is a waiting room, right? Is that Someone says that inside yeah, the Black Lodge. Yeah, yeah. Maybe. We don't know if the waiting room looks exactly the same yeah. as the Black Lodge. Maybe the Black Lodge, Lodge is also is a waiting room. I don't know, yeah. Right. Like, yeah. That scene is so interesting. So... Right. Um, Cooper's there with the one-armed man. He says, is it future or is it past? And then he disappears. Mm-hmm. And I wrote this note. I was a little bit drunk and feeling nostalgic. <laughs> and I wrote, um, slow, a bit of a sad smile. Laura, older, still beautiful, walks over to Coop. And, like, it really was, like, this sad... I don't know. I mean, is this like... Where she, this is where she says, my father killed me and... We can't hear what she says. That's when she was young. That's what she said. We don't know what she said this time. This time she was like laughing. I thought this scene was so good. And I thought there were a couple things going on. You know, A, she's just a beautiful, interesting, compelling actress. But B, you have to figure, you know, like with the X-Files, a lot of times when people talk about like David Duchovny and Gillian Anderson and like their relationship, it's there's this thing of like they're the only two people in the world who know what it feels like to have had this experience. And in a way, Kyle MacLachlan and Cheryl Lee shared an experience, but they didn't share it together a whole lot. Like they didn't right. have a lot of scenes together. And so there's this thing when she comes to him that they have almost this like other level where you're seeing like Kyle MacLachlan and Cheryl Lee being like, wow. I'm older, you're older. And in fact, when she says, do you recognize me? I got a little teared up because it felt like Cheryl Lee is saying to Kyle McLaughlin, like, do you recognize me? You know, like, I'm older and a lot has happened in our lives. And, you know, there was so much sadness when she was approaching him. And yet she kind of did this, like, kind of laughing thing when she was whispering to him and their kiss was so sweet. This was, to me, the highlight of the two episodes was... Coop and Laura together because it was just like that's what it is the, that's what it's about the aging and the passage of time is definitely on like spotlight yeah in this new series she's wearing the same dress like, she's making the same very, moves but the movements feel like weird you know but you know how much of that do you think is just inevitable like that they could they maybe he didn't even want to put that spotlight there but like that's just what we see when we right. see two actors in the same role it could be. well yeah, exactly. i think that yeah, if you're be. a good director you're going to bring those colors in because they exist instead of trying to hide them and i think that's what yeah, he does yeah, yeah. like i think you see the sadness of like i've aged for 25 years you know that she's showing like i thought do you recognize me just really got me like and and he you know his yeah. reaction to her. Yeah. I'm just realized we're like all the age of like the actors in the first when they did the right. first. Isn't that funny? Like I feel like an old man sometimes, but it's like I have no, we're years, like babies like, compared to them. Yeah. Super old. <laughs> I know yeah. the series makes me feel really young. Yeah, I know. yeah it does. <laughs> Talking so, about directorial 
things, we also <laughs> see the arm. And the arm uh, has went from a sweet little dancing little person. A great to, actor, too. Uh, like Boy Branch. I think it's electrocuted I, with a piece of gum on top. I think it's, <laughs> it, I think it's supposed to be like a neuron, like a nerve ending. Uh, yeah. Um, that, that, that makes that's what they look sense. like in real life. Oh, yeah. okay, really? Yeah. Why would they be a giant? Why would he be talking to a giant nerve? I mean, it had to be that the we actor... We can't answer this. <laughs> it had to be that the actor wouldn't do it. The actor like, couldn't. Wouldn't or couldn't do it. Right. Like yeah. it ha- yeah. There's no way that anyone would say, hmm, I could have a human <laughs> or a tree branch with gum. Like, Not to mention... Even if you're like, oh, shit, this actor won't do it. There are other alternatives than right. This weird well, push with I, gum. you know, like it may, when you talk about replacing actors, the first thing I think of is like the Oracle and the Matrix, which <laughs> to me, like, they I would have rather seen like a neuron tree than like the second actress they brought in, who's just very similar to the first actress in a lot of ways. Yeah, I just yeah. think of second Becky. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Roseanne. Yeah, Roseanne. I will say that for me, this was the biggest miss. The evolution of the arm. Like, this was the the one that I, I have a hard time wrapping around. And I think what kind of happened here is that David Lynch, in the original Twin Peaks, there wasn't a budget. And what made it so charming and interesting is, like, I can freak you the fuck out by a chevron plat- pattern floor and a <laughs> red cream curtain. corn. You know, and, and some cream just corn. just a small... You will freak out. Uh, and, and a dwarf, dancing, yeah. A dwarf dancing in right. a real suit. Recording things backwards and then playing them forwards. Like, I'm going to get real creative, old Hollywood style. It's the same with, like, Fellowship of the Ring. Old Hollywood is always better than when you're like, oh, you know what? Now, David Lynch, you've got a full budget. You can CGI whatever you want. It's Never not even CG. It's like a practical effect. There's like a puppet right. of this neuron mouth. But I think, like, okay, so I think, so nerve ending, like, when you lose an arm, you have phantom pains. I think there's, I think there's some kind of math going on there in David Lynch's head. Oh, okay. Where, like, you know, the, the one right. arm yeah, man. Yeah, that's a good point. Losing an arm. Yeah. Nerve Still ending. looks like a weird electrical bush with a piece yeah. of gum well, on Google top. neurons and nerve endings. No, they just don't like. always they feel like. like an actor is a better choice than a tree branch. Like, <laughs> I hope. But, but I think, <laughs> isn't that a compliment if, like, the actor couldn't yeah. do it, so, like, they're like we're not going to we'll replace you, we're going to put a, a tree branch <laughs> yeah, instead. I mean, yes, it's a compliment. <laughs> I guess. No, it is, you're right. I, that was the but hardest thing for me, was I was like, I don't know about this evolution of the arm. I don't think I can get behind it, but I'm going to. I gotta, I gotta imagine Michael J. Anderson would have wanted to do this yeah. role. He's been. He's he a was David in, Lynch favorite. He was in Mulholland Drive. He's in Carnival. Like he's a good actor. I mean, he's yeah. a really solid actor. I don't he's understand. He's in X Files. I don't understand why they wouldn't do it. Um, How old is he now? Sixty. Uh, yeah, Melissa's googling it. Um, other things that happen that are in, you know, one thing that has continued to confuse me is the end of this scene where, you know, we get kind of the repeat of Laura walking slowly over to Coop and saying, whispering in his ear something. Mm-hmm. And then in this scene, we have this thing where she start she's like screaming and sucked up into the sky. Oh, God, yeah, yeah that was cool. And I just... I, <laughs> yeah, it's a weird effect, but I like it. It's a weird... Yeah. I liked it, too. Like, at first, what I wanted to think was, like, well, Laura did her part, and now she's being released from this, like, purgatory, but she's screaming in fear, 
So that doesn't feel right. No, no. But doesn't didn't, seem didn't good. Laura do like a screaming thing in the first series? She too? did, yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I, you know, I it definitely one thing that I really liked was that it really did feel like two people seeing each other again for the first time in twenty five years. Yeah. You know, which which is a weird feeling. If you've I'll ever run into a friend that you haven't seen in five years. It's weird. That yeah. you knew from childhood or something. Like, it's a very weird feeling of, like, you know. That's funny. I think I saw one of my old friends the other night. I was out driving, and he got into a car in front of me. I'm not sure it was him, but, like, this is a friend who, like, we were best friends for a while, and then he, like, uh, yeah. fell off the map and never saw any of us again. <laughs> so. It's anyway. a weird feeling. Yeah. Yeah, so, and then my big question was, what does she tell him? Because it doesn't seem like she tells him, my father killed me. He already right. knows that. Mm-hmm. But she's telling him something where she's, like, laugh crying. So she's telling him something important. We don't know what it is yet. Um, and they have a backwards kiss. Yep. <laughs> Evolution of the arm. Um, doppelganger must come back before Coop can go out. We find out. Yeah, so Laura is a liar, but she's like, you can leave now. You can leave <laughs> like, now, no. but first got to go on a journey of weirdness. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. It's that easy, Laura. Come on. Not in the Black Lodge. Yeah, and we already talked about uh, Coop and Daria. Oh, so first there's this scene with Evil Coop and Jack. So Coop puts something in a storage locker, which I'd be very interested to know what that is. Yeah, that's gotta come up. Yeah, again. that's gonna come back. Then he kills Jack by squeezing his face. Apparently. Right. Which I have a theory. <laughs> so I think. I just thought he was squishing his face a lot. So did I, but uh, but then right after he says he's dead. <laughs> yeah. So. And then he does become very still, and like you think like something happened with the Wi-Fi, but really. <laughs> then he just got yeah. slowly moved. He got dead uh, still. Yeah. Yeah. I think that the more you (laughs) give in to this power of the Black Lodge as this doppelganger, the more power you tap into and get. So that's what's giving Cooper the ability to like kill people with a touch. So I want to. I'm gonna have to Mm rewatch. Like, do we ever see Bob again? Does Bob ever share the screen with doppelganger Cooper? And do we see him again after we see the doppelganger? No. So maybe the doppelganger... Yes. Wait, what are In we... the mirror crash. In the mirror, but right. Yeah. So maybe, here's my theory now, the doppelganger Coop is Bob. He just, yeah. He's transformed, like, into Coop's form. Right. So it's totally Bob. I think Bob. you're right. And he was just taking Cooper's right. shape in the Black Lodge. Right. Um, that although, could be. That could, yeah. yeah. No, I think that's probably right. There is a reference later to, like, I'll be with Bob. So like you said, like, but... all the doppelgangers could be Bob... Right. Sort of. Because yeah. Bob no. inhabits different spirits. Or at least, I don't yeah. Know. I think uh, I think the Cooper one is my, is totally Bob in right. Cooper form. Right, yes. yes. Agreed. Yes. Yeah. I So this scene where um, Cooper kills Daria, I think, is a really good scene. Yeah, that is powerful. She, you know, always, too, like, having one female character in her underwear and another character, like, fully clothed. Hmm. Already, there's some sort of like disadvantage, disadvantage, yeah, and like yeah. vulnerability, and like and when you have to point your toes to make her legs, like, yeah, <laughs> like you can't flex your foot. So no, try and kick someone in the head with a pointed toe. And like Cooper, well. when he comes in, it's this interesting scene where like she kind of knows she's gonna get killed, and he knows he's gonna do it, and he does it in like 
And this. first she says, like, you're gonna, are you going to kill me now? And he's like, yes. And, that, and then she yeah. thinks that. That's a really yeah. powerful, like, And she moment. tries to, like, yeah, he, like, kind of, like, spoons her. Yeah. And then she, so last-ditch, sort of tries she, to... She figures out he's going to kill her when... He says, Jack is dead. I know you're not, you weren't talking to Jack. Well, and he plays a recording um, of her saying that she's going to kill Cooper. Exactly. Yeah. That too. Her and Ray. So, yeah. Yeah. So, but it was, it was and just. And then she admits the details, like how much he was going to get paid and stuff. Yep. Yep. And it showed Cooper's like just complete cold calculating, like it's like putting an animal out of its misery for him. Like there's no remorse at all. And then he goes next door to Chantal's. Uh, before that, though, he talks to a Philip Jeffries impersonator or Philip Jeffries possibly. Oh, yeah, you're right. Um, That's important. You're right. So, Philip, so Cooper has a suitcase that he opens, and he's talking. It's almost sort of Windermere-esque with this, like, yeah. suitcase that yeah, has they're trying. Stuff. They're definitely emulating <laughs> windermere And there. he's talking to someone that... Seems like Cooper thinks is Philip Jeffries. He calls him Philip Jeffries, but it doesn't sound. Which is David Bowie. Again, David Lynch is like, fuck you if you're trying to watch this series without carefully watching (laughs) Firewalk with me and all of Twin Peaks. But he says, you're going back in tomorrow and I'll be with Bob again, Mm -hmm. Philip Jeffries says. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, like, he's telling. Doppelganger Coop, like you're going back to the Black Lodge tomorrow Hmm. and I'll be with Bob again. But then he asks, like, who is this? Like, he doesn't think it's Philip Jeffries right. then. Right. So, so that's where I think... It's yeah. another mystery, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> and that's where I think a lot of what Cooper is doing, or what Doppelganger Cooper is doing, is just to try and avoid going back into the Black Lodge. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, agreed, yeah. Then he goes next door to Chantel's room, which has a six on the door. The six was on the pole in Fat Trout Farms... In Fire Walk Walk With Me. Which I have this theory that there's all these, like, portals to the Black Lodge, and so that's kind of one of them. Um, Let's see, let's see, let's see. I mean, like, so much stuff. Oh, here's an interesting part. The next scene is, again, in the Black Lodge, and it's real Cooper talking to the one-armed man, and then we see Leland. Yeah. Which... I didn't rewatch this part. And Leland is real Leland, because he doesn't have... He doesn't have the uh, blank eyes. And it's Ray Wise being like, oh, I've got 15 seconds of screen time, and it's going to be the most memorable 15 (laughs) seconds. And he's so sad, just sitting in the chair by himself. It's like as Cooper's kind of running around, like the one-armed man is saying... It feels like it's a lot of like lead-up to, like, Cooper, you can leave. Cooper, go this way. Like, but there's some rules. There's some right. rules around yeah. it. You could get out, but and and Cooper's like running past and sees Leland and Leland. It's almost like an afterthought. Leland's just like sitting by himself, and he's like, "Fine, Laura," and you almost get right. the idea that Cooper's yeah. like, "I don't even care about Laura anymore." <laughs> like, I mean, he does, Damn, maybe, but like, <laughs> it's like Leland. A lot has happened. Like, we're not worried. This is beyond Laura. Leland, you dead? Point. She dead? Yeah. yeah. Let's move on. And the way they do this mm-hmm. where the curtains kind of roll back, yeah. you know. You almost, see the horse again? And you yeah. see the yeah, white horse the, the almost horse. showing like it's it's within Cooper's power to escape, but he just hasn't done it. 
At one point, he I does see him ride that horse out of there. <laughs> <laughs> At one point, part of the red room is blocked for him to go through. So I don't know if yeah like, he can't get through the curtains and then he goes backwards. But the one thing that's really um, haunting me that I want to understand what that means is that he opens up the curtains and sees the highway where Doppelganger Cooper is driving. Yeah. And um, and then, then Doppelganger someone the arm, arm pushes Cooper between the cracks in the chevrons. So he gets pushed between the cracks in the chevrons and is told non-existence. And, like, that makes me wonder, then, are we saying that everything that happens to Cooper next is non-existence or, you know, or what does that mean? when he's back, yeah. Or that he has no memory anymore because we're going to see, you know. So it's, it's interesting to see, like, what does it mean that he gets pushed through the chevrons and is told non-existence? Um, maybe that was... I thought that scene might have been why they made the chevrons bigger in this series because yeah. it had to like transition better to that shaky effect. The shake, yeah, the like, rising and falling, yeah, like and then it falls. Right. Yeah. The yeah. final things we see that are kind of interesting is a scene of Sarah Palmer watching TV in her apartment by herself, and it's like a very graphic animal show oh, of yeah. like a lion Lions eating. eating. Uh, Buffalo or Antelope? Oh, yeah, water buffalo. Water buffalo. Yeah, yeah. so yeah. We, we get the idea that Sarah's not well. Then <laughs> no. the final scene in part two is at the Bang Bang Bar slash um, uh, Roadhouse, Roadhouse, which there was some yeah. criticism about this in a review I read, saying that, like, well, there's this bar and there's all these middle-aged people and why would there be this indie band? And I'm like, it's not because the there's indie band, the, band. the music... <laughs> is complimenting the scene. And, like, the lyrics of this song, Shadow by the Chromatics, is, Shadow, take me down with you for the last time. For the last time. For the last time. For the last time. Like, I mean, like, nothing could be more apropos to Twin Peaks. Yeah. We do see Shelly there with a bunch of her buddies. Yeah. Yeah. She talks about her daughter, Becky, dating guy, Steven, who's a bad guy, which I love Shelly talking about. Like, she's dating the wrong guy. I'm like, Shelly, you oh. never date the right guy. Is it, did she have this daughter with Bobby? We don't yeah, know. You wonder. You wonder. Know. We don't know yet. Yeah. And then we see James come in with a young man who's got a... A medical glove on one hand. No way. A plastic I didn't glove. notice that. Yeah. He's walking in with like a teenager who has like a oh, plastic really? glove on one hand. Hmm. Didn't notice that either. Didn't no. notice yeah. that. Yeah. Um, and the girl, he, like James. Like a surgical glove? Like, um, a, like a, like your, like a plastic. Yeah, a surgical. Yeah. 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 But it's like a green He's oh, just got it on one hand, and he's weird. just, like, hanging out. Is it, like, a latexy one? Yeah. Or is it oh, like, I remember that. Now. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. He, more, more like is, cleaning the kitchen. Something. Do we think he's... Could be. Could be. Do we think he's James's son? Like Could be. I don't know. to a bar. But James <laughs> is staring at Shelly's friend, and the friend's like, Ew, James is looking at me, and Shelly's like, James is cool. He's always been cool. And you're like, does Shelly like James? Ugh, Shelly, why do you keep getting terrible taste in men? God damn it. I don't think it was, if I remember like, because I, I didn't notice the glove, I think it's like leather. I don't think it's like plastic. No, no, way. It was like a plastic medical well, glove. Because well, I was like, what the fuck is he doing with a plastic medical glove on? Well, by, by the oh. way, Jack Renault is 
tending bar. Yes. Yeah, that's great. Even though he's dead. <laughs> like, they have a superimposed yeah. clip of Jacques behind the bar, like, with big, yeah. like, fake aging yeah, effects. And I think that's just a little winky, like, yeah. if you were a fan, you know you what this it. is. If you're not, yeah. hopefully you don't even notice it. Although the, the, the video effect is not super well done. It's like, especially it's the second time they show You it. don't think, I thought it was really him. I thought it was really the actor who was behind there. I, it is, but I, I think it's old footage. Oh, really? Because he I'm hasn't aged sure. at all. If, I mean, that's Oh, exactly. he had white hair in that. I, I, he had white hair in the series. To me, it looked like a green, like, there was like, there's like difference in the video quality of like his footage in the back and like the foreground. Oh, okay. so it looked to me like it was like superimposed. All right, all right. That's so a lot of stuff. I, I my last like wrap them up thing is that we've got four mysterious people there that we don't know who they are yet. There's the Vegas billionaire. There's the New York billionaire. Oh, and then the very end of the episode, there is a man in a black leather coat who is in the roadhouse and he winks at Shelly yeah. and like gives her a little gun yeah. symbol. Mm -hmm. um, so who's that guy? I don't know, but knows that she loves sexy gunplay. Yeah. <laughs> there Shelley you go. Shelly yeah. continues to make poor life choices. <laughs> She's that girlfriend that you're like, he's just not that into you. <laughs> like you're trying to convince her. So a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff going on to Melissa's point earlier like we wish there was a little bit more sweetness just like a little pinch just of a cherry pie a little pinch more to keep me like engaged in all of the black box yeah heavy shit but we know out. listeners that if before you thought you could get by without a companion podcast <laughs> now you literally need one so <laughs> no shit you're welcome guys so, you're welcome tune in next week Meanwhile, 